please sit comfortably. Just a um, brief talk tonight. I haven't had much time for reflection on it today. But I want to read you something um, briefly, uh, which a friend of mine sent me. And he's not a, a Zen practitioner, but I found that this really um, resonated with my understanding of Zen. And it, it touched me quite a lot to read it. And the title, it's, the title of it is Heartbreak, and it's written by a poet called David White. And he says, Heartbreak is unpreventable. The natural outcome of caring for people and things over which we have no control, of holding in our affections those who inevitably move beyond our line of sight, Heartbreak begins the moment we are asked to let go, but cannot. In other words, it colours and inhabits and magnifies each and every day. Heartbreak is not a visitation, but a path that human beings follow through even the most average life. Heartbreak is an indication of our sincerity in a love relationship, in a life's work, in trying to learn a musical instrument, in the attempt to shape a better, more generous self. Heartbreak is the beautifully helpless side of love and affection, and it's just as much an essence and emblem of care as the spiritual athlete's quick but abstract ability to let go. Heartbreak has its own way of inhabiting time and its own beautiful and trying patience in coming and going. Heartbreak is how we mature, yet we use the word heartbreak as if it only occurs when things have gone wrong. An unrequited love, a shattered dream, a child lost before their time. Heartbreak, we hope, is something we hope we can avoid, something to guard against, a chasm to be carefully looked for and then walked around. The hope is to find a way to place our feet where the elemental forces of life will keep us in the manner to which we want to be accustomed and which will keep us from the losses that all other human beings have experienced without exception since the beginning of conscious time. But heartbreak may be the very essence of being human, of being on the journey from here to there, and of coming to care deeply for what we find along the way. If heartbreak is inevitable and inescapable, it might be asking us to look carefully for it and to make friends with it, to see it as our constant and instructive companion and strangely perhaps in the depth of its impact as well as, in its, as well as in its hindsight to see it as its own reward. Heartbreak asks us not to look for an alternative path because there is no alternative path. It is a deeper introduction to what we love and have loved, an inescapable and often beautiful question Something 
or someone who has been with us all along, asking us to be ready for the last letting go. Like moving, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of wisdom in that. Um, I mean, it's complete in itself. I don't really need to say too much about it. I'll just say a few words about it just to put it in Zen context. But um, it's, it's, it strikes, it really resonates with me, those words. You know, and we live in a, in a culture where we sort of, the sort of, the expectations and the dreams that we live in that feed our self-centered dream is that we can do anything we want to and everything will turn out okay and we can fix everything and replace everything. And this statement reminds us that that's not actually the way things are and that it's, it's inviting us to um, embrace heartbreak as, as the experience of life itself, you know, in the, in, the, in the transience of life, of things coming and going. And as this poet says, when we make friends with it, um, rather something that we're trying to tippy-toe around and avoid all the time, then, then heartbreak becomes the path. Right? In, a, in a sense, it's constantly the path. Because things are coming together and then they're, they're changing, you know, and fading away again all the time. And, um, and we attach to people and we attach to outcomes. And then they don't turn out, the relationships don't turn out the way we wanted them to. It's not, it's not something outside of practice, it's actually the nature of life and the nature of human beings. And I guess um, we've got choices that we can make. We can, we can hold back from ever committing to anything, whether it's a relationship or a job or an aspiration. And we, be, we can be half-hearted because we don't want to get heartbroken. But that would be a pretty miserable life if we did that, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be a life half-lived or quarter-lived rather than a life fully lived. And so to, to really commit to something, even to commit to something like um, Zen practice and to throw your heart into it, um, you get heartbroken by that as well. Right? Because you actually didn't turn out to be your ideal self. <laughs> and you just turned out to be yourself, which was even better, you know. But um, you had to let go of that idealised self that you were aspiring to. You know, so, sometimes the process of, of um, practice itself is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you, like I said, like the poet said, if you if you include this in the practice rather than something to avoid or to be fearful of, then it kind of works for you and your life works for you. And if our practice is, as we recite in the practice principles, is to um, wake up out of the self-centred dream into life as it is, um, well, the life's, the, the self-centred dream is full of expectations. Um, which are favourable to itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the nature, if you're going to look into what creates that self-centred dream and return to just life as itself, well, the, the, self's, the self in the self-centred dream is bound to be heartbroken. Well, its dream, its dream is shattered. Uh, its dream is shattered. Um, but if we embrace that, 
and then we fall into life as it is um, without all of its stories that we, we make up out of it then that is something which is um, a much more contented life to live you know, a life a life divided um, is always an unsatisfactory life that, that's that gets to the essence of those words that begin faith in mind the great way is not difficult to just avoids picking and choosing picking and choosing is to be divided um, but when we don't pick and choose and we're undivided in the way that we engage with each moment as it is, then, then contentment naturally arises out of that experience, even if the experience is disappointing. <laughs>